Today, we're talking about asking for what we want. Ask for what you want. Only by asking for what you want are you going to get what you need and what you want. Hey, I'm the Reluctant Book Marketer, and I've got just one question for you. Do you see your novel as a million-dollar asset? Because if you don't, and you want to, you're in the right place. This is the only show for novelists who want to shift their mindset away from fear and toward abundance. Because you can sell more books than you ever dreamed when you believe in what you're doing. Here's the deal. You probably have a perception that some people don't have to ask for what they want. You probably think that there are authors out there on the bookshelves who never had to ask because somebody else asked for them. You probably think if you publish traditionally that somebody else will ask for you and you can sit back and not do the work of asking. But every author who's been successful has asked somebody to buy their book. Maybe not the finished copy bound in a beautiful hardback, bound in, in captivating soft cover, digitally bound on your Kindle. But at some point, every author asks someone to buy their book. It's a very specific transactional thing that always happens. And the beauty of it is when you choose to make this request, you do two things. One, you actually get a sale. You sell your book to somebody. Maybe not the first time you ask. Maybe you have to ask 10 times. Maybe you have to ask 100 times, probably closer to 100 to get that sale. But when you get that sale, you sold a book. The other thing that happens is you built your brand. There are 99 people along that journey who did not say, yes, I want to buy your book, but they know your name. Now you are familiar to them. And the way that you interacted with them, the way that you asked is a legacy creation of your brand that is going to walk through this life with you. Some authors have done this very intentionally in some interesting ways. And so I hope you're familiar with Haruki Murakami. I wanted to pick somebody different for today's episode to share with you an illustration of asking for the sale. Haruki Murakami's story, and I'm not an expert in his whole story, but what I do know is that he started out very niche in his audience. He's a Japanese writer. He's writing books that have kind of a magical, surreal feeling to them. A lot of people call it speculative literary fiction. Interesting things happen, but it's very character-driven. At any rate, his first few books didn't get a ton of traction, but he did start to build a little bit of a cult following because he was fascinated with things like jazz and baseball. And those were big elements inside of his books and cats. He, he incorporated those elements and he started to interact with some of the jazz community, with some of the baseball community, and he built those relationships specifically with those people. And he was asking them to read his books, to buy his books. Then he had a revelation. He wanted to be a household name. In order to do that, he had to make 
a fairly big turn. He wrote a book. You might have read it. It may be the only book of his you've read. It's called Norwegian Wood. He wrote that book with the intention of going commercial. Oh, scary, scary, Jody. Commercial. I mean, it's art. We don't want to do that. We don't want to go commercial. That's nasty. A lot of people consider it his best work. It's a really great book because he wrote it for readers shamelessly. And it's fun and it's interesting and it's a departure from what he usually does. Here's a secret. I haven't read Norwegian Wood. Hope you could hear that. I haven't read Norwegian Wood. I've read almost everything else that he's written. I really like his weird magical style. But he pulled a fast one on us because he quickly jumped into the community and started asking more people to buy his book. He got out there on TV programs in Japan. He got on radio programs. He became omnipresent, everywhere present, all the time. People were seeing and hearing about Haruki, Haruki Murakami. People were, were running into articles about him in, in major literary magazines. He was, he was featured in The New Yorker. He was using a combination of grit and grinding it out and advertising and perfecting his story. Anytime you hear Haruki Murakami talk, I don't know why I'm having so much trouble saying his name. He's going to talk about one of a few things, running, baseball, cats, jazz, something of that is going to come up and he's going to start to riff on it. And he's going to get a little bit excited, but he's not, he's not too emotional. So, you know, his level of excitement would be kind of like me taking a sip of coffee. Thank you, Ryan Switters, for this beautiful coffee mug. I continue to use it daily. Oh, and this is a good moment, by the way, to ask you, if you enjoy the podcast, I would love it if you would hit the follow button on your app that you're listening on right now or YouTube. You can smash the like button. This is my second episode on YouTube. I really enjoy doing this video thing, but it also forces me to perform at a level I didn't used to have to perform at because I wasn't like visible to everybody. I really, I really liked it. So thank you for, for being with me on this experiment. And I hope that you're gaining a great amount of value out of being reminded that even though our books are art, they are also an object of value for other people. It's not this precious little piece of our soul that we don't share. No, we give it. We give it away. And, oh, this is good. This is really good. Your book is worth more than you're trying to sell it for. That's why people buy it, because they feel like they're getting a deal. Nobody, and I mean nobody, would buy the first printing hardback copy of a Haruki Murakami novel if they didn't actually think they were getting a deal. The problem is they couldn't wait for it. $30. They couldn't wait to throw $30 at the cash register and run out of the store with that book because they knew it was going to deliver. That was going to be the best 8 to 12 hours of most readers' lives who bought it. They knew it was going to be good. And it delivered, it over-delivered. You had so much fun reading that book that you recommended to other people. Hey, listen, I want you to give $30 to the cash register at your local bookstore. Ours is the Bookworm in Omaha. I love the Bookworm, great place. And get that book because it's going to be so worth your time. And here you are right now. Maybe you're a self-published author. I know I'm talking to a lot of self-published authors. You're putting your ebook out there for 99 cents or free 99. And you're complaining because you're not moving copies of your book. Well, a couple of things are happening. One, you're not asking for anybody to buy your book. You're putting it out there as a link on your social media profile to the 500 friends that you currently have that all know you. 
They know you before you were an author. They know you now that you think you're an author. And I do say think you're an author because, well, I mean, if nobody's reading your books, what are you? You're, you're a writer. I don't know. You're a journaler. And please be offended by that. By all means, be offended because I would rather you have some kind of feeling than self-pity. Stop pitying yourself if you're not moving books. You're not asking for it. And posting a link to your book on social media does not count. You're not asking anybody to do anything when you post something on social media, except please waste your time looking at this thing that I'm not going to build any value in for you. Hey, do you have cats in your book? You think cat lovers would like your book? Do you have jazz in your book? Do you think that jazz enthusiasts would like your book? Do you have baseball in your book? Will baseball enthusiasts... Be enthusiastic to read your book. Because if you've said yes to any of these things, now you know who to ask. I'm going to go a little bit deeper into some tips and tricks at another time. But I want to get your mindset right first. You have to have the right mindset if you're going to do this. You have to realize it's not a gross, nasty, dirty thing to ask somebody to buy something. It's a gross, nasty, dirty thing to force it on them. It's actually worse to post it on your social media without asking anybody, hoping that they might click the link. And yeah, okay, I understand. There are some people out there who are spamming the hell out of the internet and selling some books. Because again, it is a conversion type of numbers thing. You reach out to 10,000 people and two of them are gonna buy just because like the link looks perfect for them. You, you stumbled on with a gamble, with a casino sized bet, and you hit twice out of 10,000. Yuck, that's nasty. So stop doing that and start building a community around your readers. It's not hard. That's the funny thing. It's not hard. It's fun. When you start finding people who are kind of interested in the same stuff that you're interested in, oh my goodness, it feels good. It feels really good to have conversations with people who care about the things we care about. We'll save it for another time that you're eventually going to have to get outside of your comfort zone and hang with people who don't share your values. That's really the way to build your brand. Build your brand by contrast, but we're not going to go deep into that right now. Right now, we're going to say hello to the train that's going through Oakland, and we are going to wrap up this discussion by reminding you that if you don't ask, you don't sell. And if you want to sell your books, and if you want to have a brand, and if you want to be really, really well-known, if you want to be a household name, ask for the sale. Thanks so much for checking out this episode. One more time, let me ask you, do follow the show so that you can continue to get more good stuff like this. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a big favor right now. Click on the follow button in whatever podcast app you're listening on. That way you'll get notifications every time I drop a new episode. And if you still can't get enough, you can go to the show notes, click the link for my newsletter, and sign up today. I'll give you one to two interesting pieces of content every single month that you won't hear on the podcast or find laying around on the internet.